Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today, I'm answering about seven questions that we've been getting on Facebook and Insta and on YouTube to help you not reinvent the wheel, but instead quickly take the right action. So let's jump right in. The first question was, hey Tom, what's the best way to know my local market as a newer or a veteran agent who's coming back? Well, it's the same thing, my friends. It's always three things. One is look at the daily hot sheets to know what's selling, what just closed, you know, what new escrows are opening, at what pendings, and of course, expireds, cancels, withdrawns, to really study it and to look at it and say, okay, what's going on? What's moving, what's not moving? That's number one. Number two, preview property, right? I'm blown away by the number of agents that don't go out and preview. And then great agents, Andy Stavros, I was just watching his Instagram story. He's driving around. Hey, I'm about to go look at this great little house on Linda Isle. Here's the scoop. And he's doing it on his Instagram story, killing two birds with one stone, right? Putting out some great content that people are interested in, new listings that are coming on the market, but he's also previewing, which is critical to know the inventory, to know the prices. And then of course the last one is to always snuggle up to the best agents in the marketplace and just say, how's the market? What's going on? What are you seeing? What do you like? What do you not like? Those three things makes you more of the local market expert. So when people ask you questions, you've got some real data and some stories and case studies to share with them. So that's important. The second question I got was, hey Tom, what Facebook page would you suggest uh, in use of content? Like, personal page or business page? And you know, this question's been around for a long time, really since the origin of what were like fan pages that became business pages. And the answer is quite simple, always on your business page. Always on your business page, always on your business page. Why? Because there we can boost, we can advertise, you can create lists of people that you want and segment to do your marketing. So always on your business page. I think this number still, you gotta have about 50 followers on that page in order to do all that stuff, but that's easy cheesy. All right. I, th I like this question. Hey Tom, what realtors in your opinion are crushing it with real estate video marketing? There are so many that are doing it now. It is remarkable. Um, a couple that I would pay attention to, I just met with them all recently, so they're top of mind. Uh, Chris Kwan from Douglas Elliman, right here in Irvine. Absolutely killing it, killing it on the creative side. Each one of these are doing it differently, but Chris does a remarkable job on the creative that causes him to differentiate himself from his competition, to, to stand out, to be more likable, right? I mean, you kind of fall in love with a guy just watching his videos. So Chris Kwan, K-W-O-N, just wanna make sure I spell it right. Maybe we do a little link. Um, Christoph Chu over in Beverly Hills. These three are all Southern California, but I just met with them recently, so they're on my mind. Christoph is doing something right now that is absolutely crushing it. We're gonna talk about it at the summit. Check it out. He gets in his car and he does neighborhood tours and then he immediately from his phone, right? So on his phone like this, he's like, hey everybody, it's Christoph. Today we're looking at Beverly Hills Flats and it's on him that he flips it around and he drives through the neighborhood and he describes the houses, who lives there, the builders, the new construction, what's recently sold, giving people this sort of like in-depth view of what's happening in that community. Now, I don't know how many he's done, but he's done a lot of them. Beverly Hills, you know, West Side, Santa Monica, etc. If you go to his YouTube channel, you'll see it. It's very simple. I'm not saying it's ghetto, but it's just from his iPhone. And you know what? It kills it. 
especially because he takes it, puts it inside YouTube. He does all the appropriate tags. He does all the appropriate, like to know, hey, if I'm looking for houses in Beverly Hills Flats, you're gonna see his video on YouTube. It's that good. He's getting come list me calls. And then Timmy Smith, right? Actually, no, you know, Kyle Whistle. Kyle Whistle won uh, recently Bomb Bombs. I think he was the number one most influential video agent in the country. And if you look at what he's doing, really smart. Everything from community videos to interviewing local business owners, to just showcasing listings, to just showing what he's doing in his business to help his clients. He really covers the full spectrum of video. And I think between those three, you're gonna get a ton of great ideas. But those would be the first three that just come to mind. Um, next question, I love this one. Tom, how do I be, so Margie Hare asked me this on Facebook. How do I become more coachable? So, you know, this is obviously personal for me, not because I'm a coach. I think about it more so because of my son, right? So my son is uh, 17 years old, playing tennis, was injured nine months ago. So, you know, when you have a surgery and you're coming back from being a competitive anything, real estate agent, tennis player, you name it, you know, there's this, this, this mindset that sometimes takes over. And what I saw in him recently was his resistance to listen to his coach, right? His lack of coachability. And whether it was because, you know, you know, my wrist still kind of hurts and I'm not sure if I can do it, but that doubt that it seeped in kills his performance. Now I will tell you, I sat down with him and with his coach and we just had a really honest conversation like, dude, I love you. So Margie, ready? I love you. If you don't do anything, no one cares. If you never sell a house again, no one cares, right? It's not gonna say on your tombstone, you know, born this day and this day, and, and oh, by the way, and you know, the summer of 2018, she stopped selling houses. No one cares. You have to ask yourself this question, ready? Three parts. Number one, if I'm crazy coachable, like militant coachable, like I do everything my coach asked me to do, what's the worst case scenario? List it out, what's the worst case scenario? I have to work a few more hours, at times I don't look good, remember the whole fixed mindset, that's usually what stops you, right? I won't look good, it'll be uncomfortable, um, you know, I, I'm gonna be outside of my comfort zone, it's all it is, right? But what's the worst case? I'll be embarrassed, maybe someone in my office will be like, what are you doing? Hey, my mom, we're all going away at summertime, let's go play, wee, right? And you're like, no, I'm actually doing what I committed to with my coach, right? And, and it feels awkward and it feels weird, like that's the worst case scenario. No one's gonna like, hurt you, do you know what I mean? There's no death and dying in this scenario of calling it expired as a metaphorical example. But then you gotta look at the next question, which is what's the most likely scenario? So that's the worst case scenario. I, I feel embarrassed, I feel uncomfortable, I'm outside of my comfort zone, I've never done this before, it was awkward, somebody rejected me, somebody you know, hung up on me, like that's the worst case. What's the most likely case? You get some leads, you get some appointments, you win some business, you get some projects done, you get a little more, you know, remember the circles, you get more completion, a little more integrity in your business. Is that the most likely scenario? Then you ask yourself, what's the best case scenario? What's the best, so I'm super coachable, I'm really militant, my coach says jump, I say how high and I jump. Like, what's the best case scenario? And I have found for me in life, when making tough decisions, what's the worst case, what's the most likely, what's the best case, right? Coachable is, is, a, is not a big issue, but maybe it is for you, Margie. So ask yourself those three questions and then take the right action. Next question I got. I love this one because it's been coming up more and more, especially because of the Peter Diamandis video recently. AI technology concerns me. How many jobs is it going to take away? Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm not the expert on the subject. 
because I'm a part of that Abundance 360 group, I did sit in a forum where it was very clear amongst these 360 members that in the future, whether that is three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, if you're a cab driver, if you're a truck driver, if you're in that kind of transportation business, that world's gonna be disrupted. So whether that's five or 10 million people, they will be displaced, there's no doubt about it. Um, is it going to impact the real estate world? The answer is, I hope so. I hope so, I hope that eventually I can get to, I need a three bedroom, two bath home at the corner of West 17th in Manhattan and I wanna spend uh, no more than $7,000 a month on rent and I need it to be dog friendly and bam, it shows up. I hope that that becomes available. I hope that I hit a button and boom, the whole thing pops up and I can view it maybe through Oculus or some kind of glass device. I want all that stuff. Will it be change? Will it be hard for some people? Will some jobs be disrupted? 1,000%. And just as equally, millions of new jobs then show up. That's the way the world works. It's like my buddy Steve Harney says, Tom, Tom, the problem is it's change. It's change, right? Change creates fear. Fear creates doubt. Doubt puts most people in a state of paralysis, right? Where you do nothing, and when there is no action, you're dead. So the deal is, guess what? It's all coming. But is it five years, 10 years, 20 years? Who knows? My advice to you is dig in deep with your relationships, dig in deep on your skills, right? Dig in deep on your marketing and do the things that give you power that you can control and pay attention to what's happening with tech, right? Don't, don't go blind to it, pay attention to it, but focus on the foundation of your business and your success and your relationships first, and then you're always gonna win. All right, uh, I love this question. I actually thought this was great. Sleepless NOC, Sleepless NOC asked on YouTube, Hey Tom, how, uh, how do I sell a home really quick for the best possible price without having to hold an open house? Well, sleepless in OC, maybe you should change your name to like wake up in OC or let's do open houses in OC because the reality is my friends, open houses are not just a place where we market the property and try and find a buyer. All the stats show that maybe 1%, right? 1% of the open houses actually sell from somebody that just previewed the house in an open house. What it does give you though, is the opportunity to go knock on 20 doors across the street. Hi, I'm Tom, I just listed the home, here's the flyer, here's the information, here's the price. Love for you to come by, right? 20 to the right, 20 to the left, 20 across. I think that's like Tommy Hopkins from like a thousand, you remember Tommy Hopkins? Like from a, oh I can't, I have such a Tommy Hopkins story, I can't tell, my dad pushed him in our pool in Huntington Beach, California. Like I'm old school, I've been around for a while. But classic moment, remember it, I was like this big. Um, so here's the deal. I would challenge you to say, you're doing a disservice, not to just the client, but to yourself by not doing open houses, right? It, they're just too wonderful an opportunity for you to meet the neighbors, get connected, have agents come through, get some feedback on pricing, that kind of stuff. It's a no-brainer. Get rid of that stinking thinking and do more open houses. All right, uh, Tom, what three major pitfalls would you tell new agents to avoid? From Harris Tran on Facebook. So Harris, great question. I've done a ton of videos on this. I'll give you maybe three things that maybe I haven't said to you in the past or something a little bit different. Um, the first thing is you gotta have a mentor, right? An agent in your office that you can turn to, Tristan, help me with this. You know, Richard, you know, I gotta, you know, how do I structure this deal? What do I say? I, I'm crafting this email. Will you take a look at it? I'm, I'm making a decision on my CRM. Can I get some feedback? Having a mentor, someone inside your office that you can turn to, could be your manager, could be your broker, could just be a senior agent inside the office, someone that's been around the block, cannot, cannot stress to you how important that is. Number two, ready? 
If you think you're going to make any money only working your sphere, quit the business now. Quit the business now. You have got to be multifaceted. You cannot be myopic. Come into this real estate business. Start calling your friends and saying, hey, I'm in the business and you know, who do you not want to buy and sell, right? You're going to die with that strategy. There's a reason why the turnover is so tremendous, right? A good broker today, right? A good mentor today is going to say to you, look, look, kid. And by the way, you could be 60 and still a kid. Look, kid, you got to do some of this. You got to do some of this. You got to do some of this. You got to do some of this, right? You definitely want to work your sphere. No doubt about it. But you want to do some open houses. You probably want to call expires. You probably want to call for sale banners. Tom, I don't like those. It's cool because they don't like you either. So don't worry about it. But here's the dealio. They've already raised their hand and said, hey, I'm thinking about selling. And this is what I know. When you can call a Zillow make me move, when you can call a for sale by owner, when you can call an expired and navigate through their unmet expectations. Let me say that to you again. When you can navigate through their unmet expectations. I tried to sell it, it didn't work out. I was told the market's unbelievable. I want to save on the commission. I'm selling it on my own. I actually took the time to put all these photos on Zillow and said, I'm thinking about selling Zillow make me move. If you can navigate those things, you are more valuable to the people in your sphere. You know what works, you know what doesn't. You know the mistakes to avoid. You become more of an expert and a professional to help the people that you know make those good decisions. Does that make sense, right? So that would be my second piece of advice. The third thing is we're in a skills market, right? Inventory, right, is it going up, is it going down? Always a factor. Number two, demand, how many people are coming into the marketplace and wanna buy in all those price points. It's all very different. And then the third part is the cost of money. Well, guess what? Those three factors for my 30 years have always been the sort of overarching issues of why the real estate market is moving or it's not. Inventory, demand, and the cost of money. Cost of money is going up. In many cases, the demand is just steamrolling. It's unbelievable in the mid to low price points how many people want to buy right now. And then, of course, in the higher end, maybe not so much, right? Maybe not so much for all my friends that are paying attention. And then, of course, the third one is inventory. What's available? You got to know those three things. All three of those things create, my friend, be very clear, a different set of marketing and skills. A different set of marketing and skills. To market a home in this market versus, say, 2013, when you just hit enter in the MLS and it was gone. You with me? Versus today, dependent upon the price you're in, right? You hit enter and you sit and wait and suddenly we've got time on market and suddenly we're having price reduction or price amendment conversations, which we should do a whole show on that, by the way. Um, it's a different market requiring different skills, requiring different abilities to market yourself, especially right now because of the number of discount brokers, the number of internet-based, you know, tech-enabled service companies that are in our space. Differentiation is a major issue right now. And if you're a brand new agent, it's an even bigger issue for you. Why should I work with you versus the umpteen gazillion other agents in your marketplace? So I would be focusing on those three things right now. I'd be on YouTube searching for videos on it. I'd be having conversations with my mentor. I'd be meeting with senior agents inside the office and talking about all these factors, getting on a plan and getting to work. And then the last question, ready? Uh, Nick Hotmer, Hotmer, I'm totally butchering that, sorry Nick, on Facebook, he said, hey Tom, what percentage of your GCI, your gross commission income, would you reinvest in Facebook marketing and would you hire someone to do it with a virtual assistant? So I'm gonna talk about the, first, the, the last part first. 
in a discussion with a few of my coaches, they have been analyzing outsource Facebook versus you doing it from your own IP, right? And guess what? From your own IP, you get better response, more interaction, right? You show up in the news feeds faster than some of these houses that are doing it for you. Do your own research and check it out. Our research says it's always infinitely better from your own IP, from your phone, from your laptop that's associated with that Facebook account, that Instagram account, et cetera. Do your research. In terms of investment, be really clear. Most of our clients are between 10 to 15% of their projected gross revenues, right? Their projected gross revenues on all things marketing. Now that's, you know, swag, a business card, a flyer, a brochure, their website, their Facebook ads, their email marketing association, right? Like it's everything. I say for Facebook right now, it's really about two things, brand awareness and lead generation. So brand awareness if I'm putting out content, which you should be doing on Facebook and Insta and Twitter and everything else, and I do something, la 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 la, and it gets a really good response early, I'm gonna spend a few bones to boost it. We used to talk about like unicorns versus donkeys. Not all of your content's gonna be great, so if it's a donkey, don't spend any money there. But if it gets traction and interaction and engagement, spend some money and boost it to more people like that, that's a good idea. I think it's about 1%, right? One of your 10 to 15 towards all things Facebook for boosting, for promoting that content, as well as for advertising for future sellers. Most of my clients will tell you today, Facebook doing this advertising is the ultimate degree of separation. It's what makes them stand out. It's a big part of the differentiating factor for them. They're working all these different lead sources, but guess what? When people are spending eight hours a day, 12, 15, 16 hours a day on this device, and you're consistently in the newsfeed, bringing them value, not just promoting a listing, that is a game changer. So 1%, that would be my number. All right, ask yourself this question. I just went through all this Q&A. What other questions do you have, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, on my YouTube channel? Let us know, because we want to keep bringing you the value that is really important to you, the questions or the strategies that you need to grow your business, to shave off the learning curve, and ultimately build it by design. So let me know, let me know, let me know. And if you share this with a couple of buddies, I'd always appreciate it. Thanks so much. I'll look forward to seeing you in the comments. Remember, always your strategy matters. And now more than ever, your ability to execute that's what rules. See you soon. Hey, it's Coach Tom Ferry. Have you been considering hiring a coach? If so, click the link below and check out what we do.